0: He's a growth strategist with a distinguished record of producing immediate results. He's worked with multinational Fortune 100 brands, including including some of the largest direct store delivery and consumer packaged goods companies in the world. And currently, Glenn is the president of Red Chocolate, a guilt-free chocolate. Thank you for joining us, Glenn, and welcome to the
1: show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me and I look forward to having a conversation, hopefully being able to, uh, you know, give some uh, information out to your audience that they can use and uh, move forward on their journey.
0: Wonderful. I think like all of the things that I had written out in your introduction, as soon as I got to guilt free chocolate, I think it's not just me. I think everybody's going to be like, tell me more about the chocolate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I do. I get a lot of questions. You know, I've been in the food business for 30 years. And this this opportunity that I have here to grow this organization has been the most fun. You know, I've sold Mm -hmm. the quote unquote And marketed the the widgets of the world you know working for kellogg and pepsi but uh when you get into a a brand like red uh the consumer loyalty is through the roof i tell people all the time i don't have just one boss i've got about a a 1.2 million bosses every (laughs) single month because believe me i hear it and it's great you get a chance to uh to talk with the consumers and ultimately that's who you want to satisfy. Mm,
0: I love the way you framed it. I have 1.4 million bosses. That should be everyone. Amazingly, it's, it's not, true. but it should be. Everybody should it's be true. seeing it that way.
1: You know, it's interesting, Tatiana, you know, again, being uh, in this business for so long, you know, I've been around the table where everybody agreed. And my statement to everybody is, yeah, but we're all on the same payroll. So we better agree with what we're moving forward with. Otherwise, why are we moving forward with it? Really, it's about the, you know, the ultimate consumer. And do they believe it? Do they listen to it? Do they agree with it? You know, and do they Mm. want to take that journey with us? Because really, you know, business is like life. Marketing is like life. It's about the journey. And how do we get people to want to come on our journey with us? And if we don't Mm. believe in the journey, why should somebody else believe?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. And how, how did you get from, you mentioned you've been in the food business and finance. How how did you get to it?
1: You know, it's interesting story, actually. So uh, I spent the first half of my career, as you stated earlier, and for the top 10 CPG companies in the world, Kellogg, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, mm. worked with amazing people, had some incredible mentors uh, and, and got to really learn from the best. And that's really what my foundation was and so about 15 years ago i went into for lack of a better phrase private equity and uh, i actually was employee number three to an organization that we grew from a startup to about 70 million in 18 months and i remember oh. when uh, we decided we were going to sell that company because again at that point i really hadn't you know it wasn't about and those kind of things it was about trying to be as successful as i could be and success means different to everybody. Success to me at that point was honestly being able to feed my family and enjoying a mm. vacation twice a year. And <laughs> if I could get to that level from where I began, I considered myself a success. And so uh, I remember sitting at the table and one of the gentlemen that was at the table from the PE team said to me, so Glenn, what are you going to do now? And I said, you know, I-, I didn't think I'd be out of a job in 18 months. That never really crossed my <laughs> mind. I'm not sure. And he said, well, if you're going to be in private equity, the the object is to get out of a job as quickly as possible, because that means you're very successful. And so mm-hmm. you better make sure it's a soft landing. So from that opportunity, uh, I either joined or led teams and sold about five companies. And the last company I sold, uh, I've on the road 200,000 miles a year. You know, we've uh, just, uh, you know, traveled like, you know, around the world again. Amazing opportunities, but exhausting. And I really wasn't sure what I was going to do. And the, uh, the red organization, now I knew red chocolate from my travels around the world and I love the product. And you know, this, this isn't a commercial. It's Glenn talking. You know, I just, I like the product. I like what they stood for. And it was completely different than it was out there and having diabetes in my family and having some health issues that were throughout the generations of my family. I try to try to watch some of it. Don't get me wrong. I love to indulge. I love a beautiful glass (laughs) of red wine. I love, you know, different kinds of foods. And some foods I eat, people look at me and go, how could you even eat that? But that's me. (laughs) And so, you know, I received a phone call. Again, it's sold. I I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to retire and call it a day and just, you know, revel in my success, for lack of a better (laughs) phrase, you know. In other words, I was exhausted, man. I just wanted to sleep. That's all I wanted to do. (laughs) I uh, know the feeling. (laughs) Exactly. We've all been there. We've all been there. And the uh, the ownership group, were actually owned by two families. And one of the uh, folks in the ownership group called me and said, hey, your name has popped up a few times. We want to talk to you about, you know, coming to the U.S. We're in, you know, 20 countries. Now we're in 29 countries. And uh, we think, you know, we want to come to the U.S. And so I actually met with the team. We were together for four hours. And I spent the first three and a half hours explaining to them why they didn't want to come to the U.S. <laughs> because... You know everybody <laughs> really? sees the U.S. and you know we are such uh, you know we, uh, cons- U.S. consumers. There's no one like us, you know, and we love to indulge and we love to enjoy. And I told them, I said, guys, unless you know what you're doing, it'll bankrupt. Because the U.S. Mm-hmm. can not only could it be really successful, and you have those dollar signs in your eyes, but the fact is, you um you can fail and fail miserably, and it could wipe out an entire company. And I've seen it many times with some great brands that weren't properly run for the U.S. And so Mm. uh, it's funny, the person who then became uh, my boss and partner now, uh, she said to me, so uh, are you done? I said, well, yeah, I'm done. And she said, so (laughs) when do you want to join? And I started laughing. I (laughs) I said, you're either crazy or you know something I don't. And either way, this could be a lot of fun. So I said, okay, let's do it. So I spent six months Americanizing the company and uh, just, you know, supply chain and the marketing and the messaging and something as simple as, you know, when we were looking at the packaging, for instance, you know, we didn't have non-GMO on our packaging. And so when I mm. talked to them about it, like, well, we're from Europe. Everything's non-GMO. I'm like, yeah, but that's not <laughs> the U.S. You know, that's important in the U.S. So it was even basic things like that and making sure that we had everything we needed to have to be able to get the branding message out there. Uh, And to have it clear and concise, because the worst thing you could do is, you know, I've seen it, you know, let's throw 80 things against the wall and see what sticks. Mm. Yeah, that's set up for a failure. And I've also you know, seen where people said, well, we're going to take marketing and we're going to brand our business. Well, unless you're a hundred million dollar business and you could sustain that trail, so to speak, that journey, you know, marketing better be immediate. And so there is, there are immediate marketing opportunities. And then there are long-term brand awareness opportunities. And mm. yes, you have to combine the two, but you really have to focus on here today so you can have a profitable tomorrow. And so, mm. um, join the team and it has been an absolute insane whirlwind. I guess in the best way, you know, we, uh, in three years, we're in 15,000 store doors. The funniest thing, and I tell people this all the time. Uh, so, when I joined the organization, when we went live, was five months before a global pandemic shut down the world. And so, if you think about it as a new brand, you know, hub oh boy, you know, so yeah, didn't have my crystal ball perfect at that time and didn't know that would happen. So, you know, you sit with the team, and luckily, I've got an incredible, incredible, passionate team that, cares more about the business and looks at it as a collective versus, you know, what's in it for me kind of thing. So, mm. you know, it's been an amazing journey. We've had some incredible success uh, and it's all because of the American consumer and because they they heard our message, they agreed with our message and they said, all right, we're going to give you a try. We're going to bring you into our home. We're going to make you part of our life. And from that, mm. it's been great been and great. And I went the long way around telling you how I got to Red, but it's an awesome story. No,
0: I love it. I love it. and I, I mean, I completely... Um, like you, you You, say, it's all thanks to the American consumer. It's also thanks to you and your team for being able to communicate that message. And I think that's a very, very important thing and something that actually I didn't even think before before we started. So that's a question that just came out now as I was listening to you. The Because we oftentimes... So let's say you jump to thinking, okay, I'm going, I'm starting in whatever country as an entrepreneur, I'm going global. I'll just translate everything into English to work or into whatever language I'm going to. And you just now touched on, it's not just about the language. Like there's, those are different people, different consumers. They have different demands. There's a different way to talk to them, different things that are important to them. And I, I think it's really, really cool. You brought that up. Um, that yeah, that's kind of what you had to
1: do with red. It is true. You know, it's it's interesting. One of the questions that asks often to me is, you know, how has the consumer changed throughout your career, and mm. whether you're US, UK, European Union, wherever you are, the consumer hasn't changed. the The way that you deliver the message and the way they're willing to accept that message mm. that's drastically changed because a the consumer they want to value, and again life success, value means what it means to them. Value could be a price, very simplistic, but value could be, Mm. how does it help me in my life? How does it help me attain my goals? And goals as simple as, you know what? Don't want sugar in my life. That's not what I'm looking Mm. for. So this helps you with that. So it's more about what value do you bring to that consumer and then being able to Build that message if it truly is a value. And then how do you deliver that message to the country of choice? And then what tools do you use to get that message to them? And again, you know, whether you're a, you know, startup or whether you're mid level, you're always looking for that opportunity to be able to deliver the message at the, the best cost possible. And in today, you know, it could become an analysis paralysis. Because there are so many different (laughs) tools to use. And you know what? You could use four of them and all of them fail. And so Mm. all of a sudden, is it the tool? Is it the message? And, you know, you could talk to seven people and get seven different answers. And Mm. so, you know, that's where you as, whether you're a single entrepreneur or whether you have a great team, as as I've been fortunate to have, to be able to sit down and go, okay, what didn't work and why didn't it work? It's not that we get upset from it. We just try to figure out Mm. why didn't it work. And then, and it's not a blame thing. Nobody wants to be blamed. It's a, how do we grow? You know, I, Mm. even in in my career and where I am right now, I still want every day to be able to grow and it could be growing in so many different ways, whether it's working with my supply chain team, whether it's working with my partners, whether it's working with my vendors, the idea being that if we grow together, if we have a business model that is successful for us, because. We have to be healthy, but also a business model that can be successful for others who wouldn't want to join Mm
0: -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you just touched on, we've been talking about success for for quite some, or throughout that conversation. And uh, to somebody just judging on that, those last few, like 10, 15 minutes, whatever we've been talking about your journey, it it does look very like it was from success to success. And I'm sure it wasn't the case Mm -hmm. in reality. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, no. yeah. Let, let's just touch on that a little bit, if you don't mind
1: Sure, oh no, of course, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't like to call it a fail You know, it's, you know, um, a first attempt in learning I guess is the mm. best way to say it, you know Yeah uh, No. This next opportunity, you know, that's what I try to tell people. You know, I, I we try to take the negative and turn it to a positive. I have definitely had, uh, you know, uh, opportunities where I could learn from my, my actions and whether it be from managing people to, you know, marketing opportunities or marketing tools we used, you know, I being at, for instance, Kellogg, you know, back in the day, you know, we had some great marketing options and we, tested and tried things and uh they failed because really the consumer mm. looked at it and went mm, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think that uh you know that's going to work for me and so you know it it happens and what you have to do is you have to learn from it. The ultimate goal is again it's it's a it's a risk reward trade off. You know you think about the risk you're giving and for me any risk I give and let's say it's level of risk. I need to get 15% back in reward. I never Mm -hmm. want to see it equal or giving more risk than I have, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I I am definitely a little more conservative that way, but it allows me to continue to play the game because again, using an American baseball term here, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you can hit a home run and it's worth one run, or you can get four singles And it's still worth one run. So Mm. it's not always about hitting the home run. You know, Um, I was one of those folks that uh, I didn't find my passion until I was in my 40s. I didn't wake up one day Mm. and say, hey, I want to sell chocolate. Believe me, that's not what I thought. I wasn't 14 (laughs) years old thinking that. So I tell people all the time what you do in your journey. Again, me, my personal journey. I knew that it was right for me to continue down the path I was doing because I knew it would give me the basis I needed for when I would had the opportunity to do what I truly wanted to do. And I still reach back to this day, you know, on some of the failures that I've had and some of the, you know, some of the successes and just trying to work with those different pieces to be able to continue to grow. So I tell people all the time, look, if you don't have your passion, don't worry about it. What you're doing mm-hmm. today, take it and how do I learn from this opportunity and how do I grow with this opportunity so that when I do find my passion, because we all do, some of us are lucky, lucky to find it in their teen years, others, 20s, mm-hmm. 30s, 40s, and you've heard success stories of people in their 60s. So don't worry about it. Enjoy the journey because, you know, I think back now and, you know, i I've been blessed, and I've been fortunate enough to reach more success than I thought I ever could. Uh, and it's not about the success anymore; it's really about the journey. Because when I think back to the the friendships I've made, and and the, the the late nights, and you know the hard work, that's that was the most fun. The, mm. the success, the the cherry on the top, that's a benefit. That's not the journey.
0: Yeah, it's almost like I say it's a side effect of doing what you're doing, and I think that's a very that's- healthy way of, of of looking at it. Unfortunately, we. Seem to be like it. It seems like we need to get there with age. Like you can keep saying it to people, but yeah, it's it's very. I, I have four kids, so like whenever we touch on those type of topics, I'm like, why can't I just get it in their heads? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I was there as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I've got uh, I've got two boys now uh, in their uh, early twenties, and you know, mm. they found their passion early on in life. You know, one is planning uh, to be an astronaut, and the other one's an artificial intelligence. And, you know, wanting to change the world. And, you know, I see them and I see the journey they're on. And I always tell them, you know, it's awesome that you found your passion, but, you know, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the steps that took to get you where you are today and think to the future of where you want to go and the steps you'll need to take. And again, you know, because hmm. you don't want to be at a certain age and go, well, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> the last thing you want. And, and you don't want it in business too. And especially on the marketing side, you know, uh, we uh I meet with a lot of folks that have the the latest, and greatest thing, I guess is the best way to put it. And um uh I, I tell them, you know, let's 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 walk, let's understand how this can benefit us, because again, we have to remain profitably healthy. And, mm-hmm. and how does it benefit the consumer? You know, I am a fanatic when it comes to talking to consumer because you can't, you truly can't learn everything you need to know by sitting in front of a computer or reading a book, or mm. you, you just you need to be in front of the folks that you're trying to connect with and understand. Put people around the table that aren't on your payroll, I guess is the mm. best way to look at
0: it. I love that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good. I was just going to say, how do you do that? And you, you, you kind of answer that.
1: Yeah. You know, we do a basic marketing piece here where, you know, uh, again at red, we've got a, a pretty robust e-commerce platform. You know, yes, we're in 15,000 store doors. Yes. We're the number one chocolate sold on the home shopping network. But, uh, again, with, with our marketing team and all the work they do with every package that goes out, we give them the opportunity to, to give us the feedback because we want them to mm. know it's important. We want to know, was it delivered to your expectations? Is read up to your expectations? Were you satisfied with the entire process? Because again, you've brought us into your life. We want to show mm. our appreciation for it. Uh, we don't want to be transactional. There isn't a business that I've run that I said, okay, we're a transactional business. Let's get it and go. And anybody who mm. thinks that way, you're constantly trying to feed because you've got that one single transaction. You've got that quote unquote one home run. I'll take a hundred singles. I'm Mm. fine with that.
0: I love that. And I I think it's, it's really um, important that, I mean, the the way you look at it, where you're not forgetting the, the, customer and the you have that respect for the, the literally the time that they've given you even you know that the, then then you're talking to you're spending money and and that's something that um, I kind of always uh, draw parallels uh, when I'm talking to somebody on the podcast with what I do which uh, is naming and domains and and oftentimes I would hear people talking about yeah but those metrics and that metrics or the other uh, side is or the other uh, another thing I hear often is yeah but I like that. You know, I'm okay with that. It's like, no, it's not about you. It's it's not about you. It's you know, you wasting people time ta- people's time or or you know, they they they've shown some trust or they've put some money in or whatever. It's all about them. So it's not it's not about whether you're okay with it or you like something. And I find that a lot of people nowadays are just going crazy over, you know, this algorithm and that algorithm and that metric and this metric. So why don't you just talk to the people, just the people. Yes. <laughs> and and like you just said, I mean, you can just ask them, and I'm sure, yeah, not hundred percent will take the time to respond. But even you know whatever it is, you you just give that way for people to show that you care about what they think. I mean, it means what, so what, much more. Yeah.
1: What, what's interesting is you're actually right. We definitely don't get replies from everybody. We do. I would tell you it's probably ranges somewhere between the forty and fifty percent mark. And That's still huge. What's interesting, which it, it is, we we've been saying, again part of that uh having 1.2 billion bosses. Believe me what I tell you. I wasn't kidding about that. And uh, what's really interesting is you will get this, you know, you'll get a whole bunch of people that, you know, will say, I love what you're doing. I believe in what you're doing. I love the product. And you'll get that selector say, you know what, it, it didn't satisfy my needs. And so you find out, and it could be something as simple as, you know, they really like a, a sugar chocolate bar. They like it with tons of other stuff besides just coca and, and, you know, the the basics. And so, again, you can't satisfy everybody there. I have never been in, a, in, a, in an opportunity or a role where I satisfied everybody, even with my own organization, my own team. I tell people all the time, look, you, you've got a seat at the table. You deserve that. You own that. Your mm. opinion does matter. It doesn't mean that we're going to do it 100%. It may mean we do 1%. We may not be able to do any of it. And we'll and you'll understand why, but we'll continue to move the business forward. Consumers mm. are, the, are the same way. You know, those consumers that tried us and, you know, for some reason or another said, ah, okay, I respect that. You know, I, I don't take it personally. We're not right for you. But the mm. other 310 million, we're perfect for. And so mm. those are the folks that we want to make sure that we continue the message. Because, you know, not everything is right for everyone. You know, the old saying, if you Mm. try to be liked by everyone, you're really liked by no one. Mm.
0: Yeah, I I was just going to say that. And that's something, again, that nowadays, especially with, you know, you you have all the social media, some coming and going and changing. And and a lot of people are very confused and and think, I have to be everywhere. I have to be everywhere. I have to be. And that's something that uh, comes up oftentimes in my discussion with entrepreneurs or with people who work on the side of you know marketing and branding and naming they're like no you you don't you can't i mean just you said that earlier you said it it's like life you know marketing is like life and that's very very true it's you know if you try to be liked by everyone in life it's just It's just going to drive yourself crazy. People are going to think you're (laughs) (laughs) just, yeah, it it just doesn't work. So yeah, that's definitely,
1: I can see the parallel there. Absolutely. And you know, what's, what's most interesting is those that want to have a conversation with you, they want to do it to help you, which is really interesting Mm. because you know the, the a consumer uh when you start to build that relationship and they allow you into their home you do really i mean we call it the red family because we do mm. feel like they're part of our family and we want them to feel like part of our family and sometimes you know that drunk up uncle shows up at dinner but well, <laughs> You still got to feed them, you know, and so that's the idea behind it, you know, and, and we, we all have them. And as a matter of fact, some people call me the drunk uncle here, but, you know, it is what it is. What, what could I do?
0: <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, how, well, I mean, tell me a bit more about the the name, because like you have that, you know, it's a, it's the guilt-free, healthy chocolate, uh, mm-hmm. and, and then red is usually a color that's like, alert and danger
1: so how how does that matter so red actually comes from 16th century european literature uh it's from it means passion it means lust it means desire and what we want to do is we want people to be passionate about our brand and that's where the Mm. term red came from you know you have probably heard of red square you know in moscow used to be called the beautiful square and then it became mm. red square. It wasn't red because of. And so, mm. you know, red itself, you think about red, you know, Valentine's Day, you know, in the US mm. with red being a synonymous color. Again, it did, it, it, it happened because of, you know, European literature. You know, we didn't just come up with the idea of, oh, let's do red for Valentine's Day. <laughs> red has always meant passion and fire and intensity and love. love. Yeah. And so, That's, that's where the the name comes from is from that actually. And started the two families that own us are both, uh, master chocolate makers, multiple generations. And they actually spent three years in the kitchen crafting what red has become. So it, it was a lot of work, a lot of iterations. And we have 11 global patents. So people always say, So what is red like? And. Not like anything you've ever tried, which is really cool. You know, <laughs> earlier I held up, this happens to be our blonde. Uh, the reason I, I always have the blonde around me because it's my favorite. We actually <laughs> launched a blonde chocolate uh, in April of this year. It is a caramelized white chocolate. So you okay. think about caramel and you say, well, caramel is sugar. And you mm-hmm. don't have sugar. Exactly. So what we've done is we've actually taken milk from Holstein cows and we whip it at a certain temperature for a certain speed and we pull the natural sugars out of it. And so then we pour that into our white chocolate There is nothing like it in the world. And this took almost five years to craft to get it to the way we wanted to. And now we have it. And it's probably the not probably it is the most successful launch we've had here in the U.S. uh, out of all of our brands, out of all of our our different flavors. And so, you know, it's again, it's part of that journey. It's part of that ride. And it's part of the excitement that, you know, we've been able to create here in the U.S. and create throughout the world. It's been a lot of fun. Mm,
0: I'm, I'm like, okay, let, let's just finish this. I'll, I'll go and get some chocolate. I just, it's, uh, I don't know how you deal with that. I don't know. You, I don't know how you do that.
1: You know, I'm like, imagine I, your just,
0: office with chocolate everywhere. Like, everybody just, don't show me more chocolate. Oh I God. have chocolate, believe
1: me. I've got all kinds of chocolate. I've got chocolate all over. You're like Santa. <laughs> I've been called Santa. I've been called Willy Wonka. Like you said, you know, it's, it's funny, you know. It's one of those things where, you know, anywhere in our office, and, and that's really how you can tell if you've got a good brand Are the people that work with you, do they eat it? Mm. You know, it's because it's always around. And so you could say it's almost like, you know, if you worked in a, you know, in a pizza shop, did you, do you eat pizza all the time? because sorry, you probably mm. never eat a pizza because you're always surrounded by it. Here, mm. you know, it's funny because, you know, we've got a big old, you know, kitty out in the main office and, uh, you know, it's filled with chocolate and you always see people walking by and grab a chocolate. And what's even really cooler is, you know, we'll have, um whether it be our, our USPS or some of our other delivery folks, they come in and they grab some chocolate. Like, this is cool. <laughs> I always like coming here because I can always get my piece of chocolate ah, and they all love it. And so and it's <laughs> great. It's great because they're part of our family.
0: Do you have any openings? I want to work for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, fortunately for us, we always, always, you know, we, we continue to grow. Uh, we continue to add to the team. So it's been, uh, it's been it's been fun it really has and you know in, in the end hopefully you'll give me a second because i do love to give people my information because whether we have an opportunity you know open or uh you know we may know somebody who does we're always willing to help because that's just mm. part of life and that's part of karma
0: mm. yeah absolutely yeah and i mean i i love the way you refer to it you said uh, the the red family that just says it all i think yeah.
1: No, I agree. I agree. And, you know, it, it, what's really interesting is, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about how you deliver the message to the consumer. And we have found out that, you know, the biggest change being that consumers want to know about you before (laughs) they arrive, where before a couple of years before it was about the, shopping experience and going into the store and seeing the new products and all, but now with people with their, you know, with their mm-hmm. limited time and other other reasons, it has really been about getting the message across to the consumers well before they go through their their shopping experience. And so, you know, we've been able to find some pretty amazing tools to be able to help us get there so that we can deliver the message so that we can tell people, you know, some people are interested in the fact that we're non-GMO. Others are interested in the fact that we're kosher or we're gluten free. Mm. It's all these different pieces. And so, you know, it could be something as simple as, you know, you're, you're taking the message and you're breaking it out over four mm. different areas or you're keeping the message together at one. And that's why I say, you know, testing it out, limiting the amount of risk, but being able to grab the reward. Cause the idea behind risk is we took a chance, but we'll live to tomorrow.
0: Mm. Love that! I'm, I'm like usually on the podcast we do a write up and we have the quote section. I think my colleagues are gonna to struggle to pick the quote. Like, <laughs> you've had quite a few that I'm like, oh, this one, oh, this one, oh, this one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thank that's gonna be a struggle. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I, I I like the you you touched on that. How have consumers changed? And I very much agree with that. And I've always Maybe it's because I've been in marketing for a long time or maybe it's because I have kids or both, but I've kind of over the years figured it's very useful and informative to look at kids and how they react to things. And it gives you a little like window into how it's going to be. And what I've noticed now, like my eldest and the rest are following. When we used to go to the shop, it used to be like, oh, I saw that advert. So I trust that thing. You know, I saw it on TV. It must be good or recommendation obviously always works, but still... Now they, they don't almost like they don't trust anything. Like They're going to Google, what did people say? Not just what the brand said. What did people say? Mm-hmm. What is, I mean, who's the CEO? What are, what are they like? What do they say? I mean, does it match what the brand stands for? And mm-hmm. it just, it's so much about authenticity that I think it's, it's really like, I, I, I struggle to imagine how can a brand survive unless they really are living inside and out. What they stand for and what you described with Red, you know, the, the fact that inside the company, you are like that and and you're, you know, consuming your own products and enjoying it and all of that, it really matters, which is a great thing, which is a great yeah. thing. If you think about, you know, where that's leading, that's that wonderful thing to to think of, you know, every brand can be like that. Or it just won't survive.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, especially with, you know, today's shoppers, as they continue their journey, uh, we definitely see that. Where, where, again, people want to be part of your family. It's not the transaction. Mm. So, for me, I'm excited about it. I know a lot of other brands out there are like, oh, boy, this is, you know, mm. now we're looking for it because, you know, we're fake. You know, and that's what they Mm. think to themselves is, you know, we've been scamming people. Okay, what do we do now? And all of a sudden they start throwing out these goofy little press releases about, you know, something Mm. that's completely insignificant, but they're trying to make that quote unquote food news. So we definitely Mm. see that. And I think really that's probably one one of the reasons for the success we've had is because we are genuine. Look, we want you to love us. We hope that you love us. We're going to do everything we can for you to love us. But if you don't, hey. We understand. So we, we don't take mm-hmm. personal offense to it. You know, we, you know, we, we're we right for most and many, but maybe not for all.
0: Mm. And that, that's really important, that little, yeah, I think that, that, that says it all. When you're not like, when it's not transactional, you said it. When it's not transactional, you don't have to try and please everyone. You don't have to try and you know, shove things up people's mouths, literally in that case, <laughs> because it, it's not about that.
1: That's right. No, that's that's absolutely true, and I think you're going to see a lot more organizations like Red that'll uh, that'll continue down this journey because it feels right and it is right, and therefore mm. we're going to do it. You know, we we don't look at anything here within our organization that we feel is 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 not consistent with what with the message we want to give mm. and the way, the message we believe in. We're not going to do it mm. just for the the hopes of getting that press. It's just we're not interested in that. We're going mm, to, we're going to, you know, like I tell my team, if it doesn't work, we're going to be true to ourselves and we're going to say, okay, we believed in it. And, and if it didn't do what we expected it to do, and if it didn't get to where we want it to be, uh, how do we get it there? And if there's a, if there is a path to get there, great. If not, then we'll move on, mm. move on. Mm. It's not think- going you sit here and try and square peg round holding.
0: Yeah. And I think people are very, like you said, the, the, the people or the organizations we're talking about, brands and businesses that are scared of that, um, abundance of information that people have access to and that change of consumer behavior. Those are the ones that, that have a problem with it, that have not been authentic and they're like thinking, okay, that's all falling to pieces. What can I do? You know, that I can't just throw money at it. It doesn't work anymore.
1: And it's what's interesting, too, you know, if you think about it, those are usually the groups that don't want to talk to the consumers because they're afraid Mm. of what the message is going to be. If you truly don't want to talk to whoever is the consumer of what you are doing, then you got to ask yourself, why are you doing Mm. Why are you doing it? Because if anything, you know, one of the biggest things that I've seen of uh uh-ohs within entrepreneurs is I know everything. I know everything. Mm-hmm. nobody knows everything. And so, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden people start giving you, you know, uh, their ideas or, you know, their suggestions. It becomes, no, 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 it's mine, it's mine. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Red, red, Is like one of my kids. You know, I go into a, you know, go into a store and I see it. It, It's, I'm a proud dad, I guess is the best way to put it. But (laughs) the fact is, you know, we can all continue to learn and all make sure that we're, Mm. we're doing things the right way for our organization, but ultimately for the consumer.
0: Mm. And I think also that authenticity, it gives you that freedom. Like you just said, people are scared of being authentic. And I think like that, that could be like a. Trying to shape some sort of a takeaway, there are many, but I'm just gonna try and add one. <laughs> it's like that 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 thing of being scared of being authentic because you might uh, you know lose some audience or whatever. I, I think it's you just said it yourself. When you are authentic as a brand and as a company, it gives you that freedom. I feel that you can try things and then you can just go, "Oops, that didn't work. Sorry, we're gonna try something else." Because you're asking. The audience of, you know, and and you have been authentic all the way through so they can Mm. see why you did that. And it's okay.
1: Exactly. You know, you'll never see something from red for, quote unquote, shock value. It's just Mm. not what we do. We're we're not trying to get on the front page for some reason or another. We'll get on the front page and it's going to be because people tried our products and fell in love with us. And and that's Mm. fine for us. And if it takes us a little longer on our journey, we're okay with that we're okay. Mm,
0: right. You wanted a minute, uh, to say something before we wrap up. Sounds they good. Have so
1: if I can help anybody, I- I'm always willing to help. I-, I had the opportunity to have some amazing mentors and some great relationships from people that I could just tap on the shoulder every once in a while. So I always offer that up myself to anybody who I can help. Uh, you can always reach myself or anyone on my team on our website, which is, uh, www.red-chocolate.com you'll find my contact information you'll find our marketing team's information and you'll learn about the brand and hopefully you read up and you go you know what this sounds pretty interesting and uh I think I want to take a look at it so you know hmm. we'd love to bring more and more people into the red family but we want you to we, we want you to join us and come with us on our journey cuz it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's been an absolute pleasure. People like if, if you're going to go and look at that website, I did. There's some like videos with chocolate and chocolate everywhere. So so just be prepared.
1: <laughs> yeah, there is. Absolutely. We've got uh, we actually just kicked off our chef series because we got a lot of folks saying, OK, love the chocolate. Love eating it how could I, you know, what else can I do with it? So, oh, you know, cool. it's always, yeah, always great with, uh, you know, a glass of red wine. But, you know, if you want to learn how to make a mole sauce or a couple of different European desserts, or, you know, we've got some great chefs that joined our organization and they're always cooking up something funky and it always smells incredible here. <laughs> so
0: oh, just, wonderful. You
1: know, we just had, we just had avocado mousse this morning. It was wow. incredible. It was uh, oh. avocado with our extra dark chocolate, and oh, oh it was good. Oh dear, it was really I, good.
0: I envy you. Yeah, I envy your job. Like I really like it. Does it get better, really? <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Well, thank you,
1: Tatiana. I really thank appreciate. It. You. Hopefully, you know, I've been able to you know share some insight with you and Absolutely. with your audience.
0: It's been a pleasure. Thank you.